What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. I lead marketing at The Juice. I have so much fun delivering these Monday conversations. Um, Typically, they're us and our team and roadblocks challenges we're facing and we share those with you and we're going to continue to do that but as i was thinking about just planning sharing content i realized quickly that we've got a show that we're running with the help of our good friends from motion called slice and dice and in slice and dice what i do is i bring on a guest we talk about pieces of content that are performing at a high level on the juice and share a little bit why. So for the next two, three weeks on the Monday episodes, I'm going to bring those back to life and share them with all of you, the loyal listeners of Modern Day Marketer. First, this might feel like a classic Monday conversation because um, this one is with Jonathan Gandalf, our CEO. And what we talk about is maybe something a little bit different. We discuss the top sales pieces. And so what sales pieces are performing well on the juice and why. And some key insights here is that everyone is in sales. Sales professionals need the right tools and help to close more deals, and they need to lean into existing sales resources. So what we're doing is sharing some data, things that we're finding on our platform, what sales professionals are engaging with and why, and break that down. I've been having a lot of fun with the Slice and Dice show. And as a matter of fact, I just recorded an episode last week that we'll be sharing out very soon. But wanted to give you all a taste of that show and hopefully send you over to uh, Motion, send you over to that YouTube channel um, and get you engaged with that regular content. So like I said, next couple weeks, two, three weeks, we'll be bringing some of those conversations on Monday. We'll still have our regular Friday conversations with Uh, different marketers. Um, But yeah, I'm really excited. So if you like what we're doing over here, follow, subscribe, hit all the buttons. But for now, let's kick it to Slice and Dice talking about sales-focused content and what's performing well. Take care. We all love stories regardless of role. And I think that's so important that, you know, even if you're presenting templates or toolkits or speaking to an audience who's focused on efficiency, you don't want to just like make it so dry that the goal of good content should be educate and entertain. And I think that's important to remember that storytelling is such a critical piece of that, no matter your audience. This is Slice and Dice, a show for B2B marketers who are looking to get inspiration from the best content available. But what is the best content? What are marketing and sales professionals really reading, watching, and listening to? In each episode of Slice and Dice, Brett McGrath highlights live data captured from the Juices platform and introduces what people are really interested in. Brett partners with an industry expert to figure out why certain content hits the mark and what we can all learn from it. Okay, let's chop it up. All right, we are back. Hello and welcome to Slice and Dice. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. Today, we are going to explore the top five highest performing content pieces for sales professionals this year on The Juice. And I did not quite let him get off the hot seat. We're going to do one more. We've been talking a lot about sales over at The Juice, so I wanted to bring him back on to share his perspective on these content pieces and more. Jonathan is back. Welcome. How are you? Hey, Brett. Thanks for having me today. The audience is stuck with me, whether they like it or not. 
They are. And I, I promise you all this will be the last time. So if you're not into what Jonathan is saying, there'll be someone on the other side. So no worries there. I think we've been talking a lot about how almost everything we do at an early stage company has been sales focused at the juice. I think anyone can relate to that. You've been talking a lot about just like your investor outreach. I've been talking about just collaborators and reaching out to other marketers to build content with. I think there's always something really good that we can learn from diving into sales content. I've personally always worked at the intersection between marketing and sales and always feel like there's so much I can learn from the sales side that would help me become a better marketer. And so I guess, what do you think marketing or other go-to-market roles can learn from spending time consuming sales content, not only consuming sales content, but also kind of observing the behaviors of your company's most successful sales rep? I've got two quick responses to that. One, I've got a COO from a previous company that I worked at. She would always say everybody is in sales and it was a hundred person company, right? And I, that just like goes through my head. I think at the end of the day, the entire business's job is sales. So that's one piece of this. I also think myself as a, a founder, CEO, entrepreneur, I think early stage businesses, everything is sales. Yes, there's literal founder led sales, but you're selling the business and the vision to the early employees, the early investors, the early customers, even before you have product, you have to sell them on the vision. I, I say all the time in the early days, some of our pre-launch customers who are still customers to this day, you know, we're selling slides and a vision. So I think there's so much we do in our day to day, whether or not our role is sales, that is sales uh, when you get down to it. So I think there's a lot we can learn from the data, from the platform, from the sales professionals exploring it. So you provided a great segue for me, and let's get started with maybe talking about the data. I can't expect everyone who's watching this now has seen the previous episodes of Slice and Dice, so let's do a little refresh. Why don't you kind of help us understand in the piece of content that we're going to be talking about how we got that data and where it's coming from? The Juice is the content curation platform for B2B marketing and sales professionals and the distribution channel for brands who want to reach them. So we've got 11,000 sales and marketing users accessing the platform for free. And then from our library of 200,000 plus resources, we pair the right content with the right reader. So that means for brands, they're getting matched to a net new relevant audience. And the data we're sharing today is real engagement data. This isn't data that we think is true. This isn't data just from our own content. This is real data from the engagement of 11,000 users and over 200,000 resources. So I'm excited to dig in. So when we talk about the content, this is a little bit of a different angle. We're going to be talking about the highest performing pieces of sales-focused content on the juice in 2023. So this is what is happening right now. What are the salespeople that are using the juice? gravitating towards. And I think one thing that I noticed based on the data is that templates are really important and they've resonated with sales professionals, which make a, makes a ton of sense. And we've talked a lot about the differences between the content use cases between marketing and sales. And I think sales is obviously, you know, heads down, busy trying to build relationships, win deals, and are always looking for new tools to add to their toolkit in order to help accelerate business. business. Why do you think templates are so popular on the juice for sales professionals or any other observations as we dig into it that you may? Yeah, sales professionals are ruthless in prioritization, right? All they care about is closing deals 
and every second they spend away from closing deals is not an efficient use of their time. And now I'm oversimplifying that. I know there's a lot more to sales than just closing deals. But if you think about how they can be more efficient in closing deals, it's giving them the tools to do that, right? They don't want to spend time creating something new or creating a new tool or or thinking through something from scratch. Anytime they can find a template or a toolkit and just plug their information into it, it's going to help them close more deals. We've seen templates and toolkits be popular across our platform with the entire audience, but it was really interesting when looking at the sales data specifically, templates and toolkits stood out. Uh, it was even amplified how popular they were with sales professionals. And that's just so they can be more efficient. So let's dive into the pieces and the data. I'm really excited to chop it up about these pieces and let's go. So at number five, Maybe one of the most interesting pieces of content that I've read in a while, it is titled Sales Fails, A Prospect Disappeared in the Middle of a Demo, but I Stayed On. We're going to get to that one, but definitely, I think there's a reason why it's on this list, but it had me on the edge of my seat and I was very present as I was reading. Number four, The Five-Minute Guide to Driving Better Results on LinkedIn. This comes from Ali at SimpleStrat. We're all trying to better figure out how we can extend our reach and resonate on LinkedIn. And going back to the fundamentals and someone who's as highly engaged as Ali on LinkedIn, I think this is a super helpful piece. Number three, this one comes in from Guru and we talked about templates and this one's just templates by Guru, which continues to be a piece that is resonating and comes up in a lot of conversations for us at The Juice. Coming in at number two, Five things sales reps should listen for on every sales call from Dooley. I like the headline of that one. I can see why it probably got many clicks. And then number one, 24 sales email templates for, before, during, after the sale. This one comes in from Copper. Again, templates is the word. So... I guess diving in, Jonathan, and getting your perspective and starting the conversation around these five pieces of sales content, what's something surprised you about what we're seeing with these five pieces? Yeah, so sales reps, for better or worse, they sometimes carry a reputation of being really hard charging, really boisterous, really only concerned about closing deals. And I I labeled them that I think less than five minutes ago on this exact podcast. But I think what stood out to me is, is so one, the, the templates, toolkits, driving towards efficiency. But the other thing is there's things here about listening and the sales fail piece of content. It's There's a level of empathy to it. And I think that is something that whether it's the pandemic impact or kind of the macroeconomic impact, like there's this empathy that sales reps are trying to find and trying to strike the right balance with their audience. And they're trying to find content to help them strike that empathy. Yeah, I think that's a good call out. When I was writing notes, I, I wrote empathy a two. And I think my piece of feedback there is, I don't know, like relatability. And I, I was actually on a, having a conversation earlier today and I was saying the one thing that I like really don't like with some current content that I see is this perspective of people, someone talking at you and they're like on this pulpit and they're telling you what to do. And I think the less we talk like that and the more we share experience and the more we provide tools to people who are in similar positions, the more the content is going to resonate. So 
I totally agree on on empathy. And I I have to empathize with sales reps right now. It is not an easy selling mm-hmm. environment. And I think that goes to the, the, the kind of second bucket, right, of efficiency. Like, how can they, you know, the trope du jour, as I have called it, is doing more with less. How can you help sales reps do more with less? You know, whether it's templates or toolkits or like literal email copies here that you can use. Sales teams are shrinking. Their target markets are probably shrinking. Their prospects are shrinking. It's a really tough time. So I think if you're marketing to sales reps or if you're a sales rep, like you're looking for that content that will that will help you, you know, have that empathy, help you kind of swim upstream in this market that is very difficult. So well, let's focus in on like a piece or two. I know I have one on my mind, but I'm curious for you to share your perspective on like, maybe like what is one of the specific pieces, like why you think it ended up on this list? What was it about that piece that stood out to you? I'm going to go with, I mean, I I hope I'm not stealing your thunder or taking the easy way out here, but I'm going to go with the number one piece, the email templates, 24 sales email templates for before, during, and after the sale. I, you know, that is such a huge piece of whether you're a BDR, SDR, account executive, myself as a CEO and founder, I joked with a team the other day, like you want to be a glamorous CEO. And then how I've spent the majority of my last several weeks is cold outreach, follow up to cold outreach, more cold outreach, whether that's to investors or sales prospects. And so I actually really enjoyed this piece from a sales perspective, but it also, it just got the wheels turning on like other outreach and how to capture attention from people in the inbox that I think is valuable to you, whether or not you're a sales professional, it's obviously hyper valuable to you if you're a sales professional, but I think there's a lot you can learn from really successful sales development activity. So you're telling the audience here that you're not sitting in an ivory tower waiting for it and your administrative assistant to tell you what to do next? Well, Tuesday and Thursdays, I do that. But Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm doing cold outreach. So the, I, you did not steal my thunder, uh, which is good because I was going to have to just make up a bunch of stuff next. But what I wanted to talk about was actually number five. So we're doing some bookends. So sales fails, a prospect disappeared in the middle of a demo, but I stayed on. The reason why I want to call this out and I want to encourage anyone who's creating content to this audience or any audience specifically, why this one resonated for me is because within the first two sentences, of it, I could tell it was real. It was authentic. And we love stories. And this was an individual telling a story that they went through that was hilarious. And it was actually, you know, a little self-incriminating. But I think just the authenticity and the realness of it like resonates, especially as we've talked a lot about, we're all on content overload and we're all trying to find ways to come through, like bake in some personality, tell some stories. We all have them. And the chances are, if you infuse that in your content, people are going to probably not only consume it, but want to learn more. And then they might talk to you on a podcast like this one. We all love stories, regardless of role. And I think that's so important that, you know, even if you're presenting templates or toolkits or or speaking to an audience who's focused on efficiency, you don't want to just like make it so dry that the goal of good content should be educate and entertain. And I think that's important to remember that storytelling is such a critical piece of that, no matter your audience. Oh, let's talk a little bit about opportunities and maybe what are some opportunities that exist with content made our list? Are there any areas of improvements? If you were writing these pieces for any of these companies, places that you doubled down on, anything stand out? 
So I'm gonna give three here real quick and I'm gonna kind of target different audiences with it. If you're if you're a sales professional, I would say don't reinvent the wheel. There are thousands, literally probably tens of thousands of templates and toolkits that work, that are accessible to you. And if you're spending a lot of time doing something from scratch or doing something inefficiently, like I'd encourage you to go out there and search. And I'd encourage you to use the juice to do that for a template that can make your life easier make you more efficient in your role, make you more effective in your role and save you a ton of time. So just lean into what's already out there. Don't feel like you need to create something from scratch. You know, I think sometimes we all get caught up with a little bit of ego thinking our way is the best way. I encourage you to, to check and see what else is out there and available to you. If you're marketing to sales professionals, I think here what we've learned is empathy and efficiency, right? That's the name of the game. And if you're trying to get in front of sales reps, that's the way to do it. And the data on our platform proves that. And then obviously putting that in a template or toolkit format is really helpful. And then I think the third audience uh, is everybody else. Like I wouldn't think just of sales activity as for sales reps, whether you're a marketer or a product person. The goal for all of us is to make our sales team more effective. So I would encourage you to explore sales content, understand the challenges that they're facing, what they're thinking, and think about how your own role can impact sales. Love the three. Only I'll sprinkle a little uh, seasoning on top. The one thing I would say from the content perspective is that so many times as we're doing this, what shows up in these pieces are like bullets or like five different tips or pieces of advice. Like I was thinking about Allie's on the five minute guide to driving better results on LinkedIn. Like they're all practical. They're all really, really good. And chances are that the Simple Strat team could just go into one of those pieces and create another piece of content like drills down. And so I always think that from a content, put it, to put a content marketing lens on it, it's like don't lose sight of a piece that's performing in the ways, a way to go deeper on that content because obviously you've already proven that something about it is resonating. Exactly. And we talked about that in our last podcast episode of Slice and Dice. Uh, like, don't be afraid of the basics. I think there's a lot of shiny object syndrome that we're all thinking about talking about. But at the end of the day, the actual people reading your content because they want to be more effective at their job, oftentimes are just looking to be better at the basics. Let's like maybe like one final takeaway, actively talking about this and we're actively doing it. But I think it's always important to put yourself in the shoes of the people that you're trying to reach. And on the sales side, I don't know about you, but it's a lot of work. It's very hard. Most days are not great because you're waiting on responses that don't come. And so I think about these experiences that we've had, whether it's reaching out to other marketers, reaching out to other investors, trying to gain traction. I think about, okay, we're trying to get their attention there. Now think about getting their attention with a long form piece of content. And to me, it's the big takeaway that I have, and I'd be, I'd love to hear your take is that based on all of these pieces, they all provide something that is either very, very helpful and useful that a salesperson doesn't need to like waste a bunch of time on or very relatable what driven by narrative, driven by storytelling. So it actually keeps them interested. So is there anything to you maybe in closing that stands out as a primary takeaway from the five pieces in the data? It feels like there's two routes here. And I think one is pretty unsurprising that sales reps may be wired a little bit more transactionally than the typical audience. So they want to know exactly what they're getting into and exactly what they're going to get out of it when they approach the piece of content. And some of our most popular pieces showed that. And the other thing is, I think if they're out of that mode, they want the exact opposite mode, which is they want 
high empathy and fun storytelling that they can empathize with. And I think that, again, is what we saw in our data. It is a lot of fun digging in and trying to pretend to be salespeople for a minute. Hopefully you all enjoyed this episode. We'll be doing more of these, probably marketer focused, but we'll always come around on the sales side and you'll probably see another face next time. But Jonathan, we did the marketing, we did the sales. Maybe we'll do, who knows? Maybe we'll do customer success the next time you're on. We'll see. But thanks for joining us again on Flies and Dice. I like it. Thanks for having me, Brett. I think it's really good as a marketer to take a step back and think about our number one stakeholder, and that is the sales professional. How can we get into their mindset? How can we help support their deals? And I think a great way to understand their motivations and desires is to understand what content they're consuming. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back with more. Until then, take care of yourself, take care of others around you.